This podcast is brought to you by Sales Fuel Hire, a platform to help companies hire smarter and flag 13 toxic employee types. Measure job fit, sales tendencies and motivators, decision-making abilities and empathy levels, and make your next hire your best hire. Try it now on salesfuel.com slash hire and use promo code MANAGESMARTER for $50 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Come in, come in. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. Lee, today we're going to talk about our favorite topic here at Manage Smarter Sales. And boy, have we got a guest, a world-class guest on the topic today. And, and specifically sales management. And then how do we, you know, how do, why do so many people, you know, with all the wealth of books and free information we have on the internet and everything like that still strive for mediocrity and hit it with amazing uh, accuracy. So uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to see if we can get past that and see if we can actually get among, fly among the one percenters today. I want to be a one percenter. Welcome to the show, everybody. By the way, I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the vice president of communications here at Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith. I'm the president and CEO of sales fuel. And the energetic guy that you see on your screen is Dr. Jeffrey McGee, who works with business owners and C-suite leaders globally to accelerate their success and eliminate derailment. 31 books. You've been a little busy. Just, Just a little busy. I've 21 languages, <laughs> four bestsellers, four graduate management textbooks. He's been at this for more than uh, what, well, about 30 years, you said. Recently sold his $117 million talent development firm of 144 employees today. Continues as publisher of Performance Magazine. Subscribe to that, please. Thank and you. author of a book we're particularly interested in, Your Trajectory Code, How to Change Your Decisions, Actions, and Directions to Become Part of the Top 1% of High Achievers. He is here with us today. So, Jeffrey, let's talk about it. Let's 1%. It. Yep. What's the trajectory code? Trajectory code, working with my business clients for many years, I had this concept and mindset. You take a, like a letter V, V for victory. And one of the models we use in psychology, so for any of our viewers and listeners today that have had one or two psychology classes in their life, it's like a bad flashback. <laughs> psychology uses about a half a dozen models. That's all you need to know to be a psychologist. One of those, Audrey uh, and Lee, is called the ABC model human behavior. I've taken the ABC model human behavior and I have basically businessized it because that's where you and I at the end of the day really live. Whether you are uh, employed by someone or you're leading someone, how do we become more proficient? So A stands for activating event, B stands for behavior, C stands for consequence. So activating event, behavior, consequences. Turn it into a formula. I believe life is nothing but formulas. So it's A plus B equals C. Stuff's going to happen. That's A. What you and I do next is our behavior. Mm -hmm. That generates the outcome. So what I've done is I take this letter B. And so A is at the bottom. B would be at this line. It's a finite line. C okay. would be on this line. It goes out into infinity. So finite line would also represent derailment. The infinite line represents success. So A, B, finite line, A, C, success. And what I started recognizing and using this with leaders and leadership conversations is that one day one of my clients approached me and talked about the personal application and the life change that it had for her and her family, which kind of light bulbed in my head, other applications. And so the book I wrote was called Your Trajectory Code, the only personal success book I've ever written. And so what it got us to recognize is that think of this A as a thumbtack on a wall. Here's the key point, everyone listen up. If this is A as a thumbtack on a wall and you had two threads hanging straight down to the floor, 
One, you're going to tack up at basically letter B. One, you'll tack up at letter C. And if you recognize when those two threads first start to leave, in essence, that little thumbtack there, in essence, what you would start to recognize. So let me give you a quick visual. Boom, there you go. So again, oh. what you would recognize is that those two threads, as they start to leave A, kind of have an overlap. And one then goes up towards success. One goes up towards derailment. Well, successful people understand whenever you start to do something, you're leaving an activating event. Whether I'm sending an email to someone, if I reflect for a quick second, if I hit send on this, will it take me towards derailment or success? And if it takes you towards derailment, you get a chance to make an adjustment. So within that, I call it the 1% factor. You just referenced that. What I've recognized in working with global leaders, business leaders, political leaders, athletes, celebrities, business entrepreneurs, is that the truly difference between success and failure is that one little 1%. People recognize at the very beginning, what's that one little thing I can do that can significantly accelerate me, whether I am in, in the context of today's conversation, a sales professional or a sales manager or a business owner. So that 1% makes the difference between success and failure. And people don't recognize that they're off track until they almost hit that derailment wall takes a ton of energy to go from letter B to letter C when you have to make that change. But if you can catch yourself down there, change is a non-issue. So that's what in essence, the 1% factor is all and that's about. where you want to make your course correction right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah. We had Brian Tracy on, on episode five of the Manage Smarter podcast way back when, uh, several years ago. <laughs> and he also, he talks about, it's like, you know, whenever you're struggling and you've, you're putting a lot of work into, into something and you're really not getting the results that you want. If you make one little change, then things can take off like a rocket ship. And that yeah. seems to be very similar to what you're describing here today. Absolutely. Anyone that's in professional sales needs to go back and really look at some of the the elders to this space, whether it's the Brian Tracy's, the Dennis Waitley's, the Zig Ziglar's, the Ogmandino's, the Napoleon mm -hmm. Hills, yeah. that, that generation, they really understood the basics. The problem we have today is that everyone wants to be instantly successful and they don't understand the hard work and the smart work and the dedication and the discipline that it takes to get there. You study the difference between a gold medalist athlete and someone who gets the silver, the bronze, or doesn't medal at all, and it says one little percent recalibrations. It's the person who's working at 5 a.m. when everyone else is sleeping, as an example. The one who goes the extra step and sends the handwritten thank you card today when no one does that. It's those little things. So would you say, though, that the difference is, is awareness and observation? Because if, like, if you're aware of things going off the track or if you can be observant to kind of read the room, if you will, to see that things aren't going the way that you think you're going to go, it's like – you know, you can make that course correction a lot sooner, but if you don't have that awareness, you don't have that, those powers of observation, yeah, you're going to be, you know, way off to Poughkeepsie pretty much before you realize that you need to make a, a right turn to head back to New York City. Absolutely right. And one of the things that I coach people in both in business and in sales is, is exactly what you're talking about in terms of awareness. To me, I've, I've identified five key variables of any successful person or, or organization in business. And if you have all five of these, you will not just survive. You are actually the one that's, that's going to be thriving. And, and again, I love COVID from the standpoint of, from a business case study, no college professor should ever have to use a widget in their conversation. They should be immediately banished from the freaking planet because they're an idiot. COVID has given you every one of the best examples. I live in Las Vegas in a high-rise condo in a penthouse <laughs> unit for many years. I just recently sold it. 
Well, during COVID, there's 10 high-rise condos along the Las Vegas Strip. If you think about the people living in those, it's like a suburb if you smash the building down. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of people. But it's interesting, 85% of the restaurants on the Las Vegas Strip were closed during COVID, and most of them still haven't even opened up now a year later because none of those restaurant owners understood sales or how to become situationally aware. All of those high-rise condos have people that need to eat. They would have instantly adjusted their trajectory and had online ordering on the website, curbside pickup, delivery. I don't know. There's something called room service. (laughs) They could have went to each one of those high rises and said, you know, Audrey, you you manage this building. Can we bring breakfast, lunch, and dinner to your staff? Lee, you own this building. Can we bring lunch, you know, dinner and breakfast? And can we put a little, you know, signage in the mailroom where all the tenants are going to come down to get their mail and some coupons? I mean, they would have probably made more money during COVID than they did, in essence, the year before COVID. But no one has situation awareness. And the five key elements that I talk and teach about. You want to know what, what those five, five are? elements? Yeah, so what are sure. Those five elements. Yeah. Number one is strategy. First, you have to have a strategy. And again, a lot of times people don't have strategy. So in sales, here's an example. So in January 2020, if I was standing in front of a large room of, of hundreds or thousands of sales professionals and leaders, I would have asked the question: How many of you all have a sales plan for 2020? Almost everyone's hand would have went up. But if I would have said, okay, perfect, hit print on your printer and prove you have it, mm-hmm. 90% of the hands would have went, holy crap, I'm in trouble. So we say we have a strategy, but we don't really have one. So one is, what's your strategy? Can you can you stress test it? Have you ran a SWOT analysis on it? Are you looking for hidden market opportunities, et cetera? Number two, then, is going to be operations. What are your operational systems, processes, procedures that's going to allow you to execute your strategy? That's the second place we have lots of holes. And back to your awareness statement. So your operational tools should help you to have situational awareness when you're blinded to what's going on in the marketplace. Number three is going to be behaviors. In the training world, and sales as an example. I mean, I do a two-day sales boot camp. Lots of people do sales training programs. One of the best ever is the Dale Carnegie sales class. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I, I tell people, take that class. It's great. It's one night a week for 10 to 12 weeks. You'll be shown disciplines. You have to go out and practice them, come back the next week, debrief them. So the third step is behavior. So we train people on the right behaviors, how to, how to ask questions, how to deal with objections, how to engage in conversations, how to, et cetera. So those are the first three. The problem is the whole world knows the first three. So people should say, well, then why, why are so many people not more successful? It's the last two that's the juice. Okay. So anyone that's ever signed the front of a payroll check understands the last two. Mm-hmm. Most people that talk, teach, or, or want to be your coach have only done the first three, truth be told. That's why they're mediocre at best, which was one of your opening lines, Lee. Mm-hmm. So the level four is execution. At the end of the day, someone has to shut up and do the work. I mean, I, I, I moved to Las Vegas when I sold my one-third ownership in my business uh, that I was a part of in Montana. Well, Las Vegas is Pacific Coast time. Well, if I get up around four to five in the morning and I'm at work between five and six, I'm at least two to three hours ahead of schedule for everyone else in the Pacific time zone that comes to work. That gives me a 20 to 30% potential advantage over anyone else to increase productivity, profitability, et cetera. And people don't see it that way. So that's execution, doing the smart thing smarter. But the juice is the fifth stage, and that's what everyone on the planet runs from, and that's accountability. Mm-hmm. And then there's levels of accountability I've even identified working with clients. So you have to hold yourself accountable, and there's a lot of other things we can talk about. But those five will make and break any company. That's true. Your boot camp, by the way, performancedrivensellingbootcamp.com, everybody. Thank Head you. over there and check that out. So if you have a team member that's digging in their heels, like I love this rule 152X formula that you have, that if you have a team, how do you implement that from the top down if across your team you have somebody saying, well, I don't want to work like that. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, 
you posed a series of questions. If you hire a new person and you teach them this concept 152X, which I'll share with our viewers today here in just a minute, new people won't resist anything because they don't know something to be resisted to. It's usually the old dogs on the team that say, we never had to do that. Why do we have to do that? So, so, two, so two answers. One, you should incorporate it in any of your new hires and make it an SOP, a non-negotiable, put it in a job description mm -hmm. if you need to. If someone doesn't want to do it, unless they are truly your number one salesperson and they are growing every single month, then I might give them a pass. But I bet you they're doing a variation of what I'm going to teach. Otherwise, I'd say, sorry, this is not the right place for you and fire them. So the first answer is you fire some people that don't want to do what you need them to do. That changes everyone's attitude. Now, I'm starting with that comment because it freaks everyone out. Oh, my God. Well, sometimes... What you allow, what you condone is mm -hmm. what you tolerate. What you tolerate is what you condone. And sometimes that number one salesperson, you're afraid to get them to fall in line to your systems is actually a cancer of the organization. And they're holding you back from a lot of other elements. See, whenever the salesperson's holding ownership hostage, then the ownership doesn't own the company. So I do have one have that conversation. But the other side is show them the benefit. So here's the element of what 152 is about. Most of us hate cold calls, okay? 152X eliminates the whole concept. Don't ever make a cold call again. Most of us don't have consistent lead flow. So this concept eliminates that whole problem of feast and famine, feast and famine. I mean, there's some people out there that advocate, you know, massive lead flow. Well, again, you know, hire the idiot and let them come into your organization. Because again, anyone that talks about massive lead flow does more damage to an organization than not. And I love them because they're actually prospecting for me. Because if I give you massive lead flow and you don't have the systems in place to handle it, your, your team isn't trained on how to uh, manage them, then you're going to do more damage. It's like someone sending you an announcement for something and then they never follow up. So at 152X is simple. I have everyone take out their phone. I have them bring up their calendar system. This works 99.9% .9 of the time. I tell everyone, bring up your calendar, bring up next Monday morning. And now, whatever the normal time is that you work. So we work for Lee. He's the owner of the company. So if Audrey, you normally start working at 7 a.m., I would say go in a couple hours to the day. If Jeff starts working at 8 because I'm a loser and all losers work 8 to 5, then in essence, I'm going to come in at 8 and I'm going to go in a couple hours. So I have everyone do it on Monday, mid-morning. And why is unless you have someone who's previously told you, call me next Monday at 9 a.m., Monday mornings are typically the most unproductive time in a salesperson's world because no one wants to make a call. No one wants to hear from a salesperson. So what can we do? Ah, mid-morning on Monday. So that way I don't take the first couple of hours. You're dealing with your issues. You come in, you grab your phone. So let's say that we make it 1017 because Lee owns a company. So all of us in the organization, all 12 of us in sales team or 120 of us or 1200 of us, we all type in our phone 1017 AM and we type in the note 1-52-X. And what 152X represents is a strategy here in a minute, I'll teach you. And then we hit saves and repeats every Monday for the rest of our life. So now here's what's fun. Lee now knows every Monday at 1017, his phone pings. If it's not appropriate, he's somewhere else. He just vetoes it and moves on with his day. He dismisses the announcement. But mid-morning, if it is relevant, it's reminding him to do something of high value to tee up the rest of the week. So one, one represents every Monday, thus 152X. So one is every Monday. Voila, there's 52 weeks in a year. So you're going to do it every week, 152X. X is the magic sauce. So X represents any demographic you want to reach out to this week or any demographic you want to re-engage this week. So let's say that, Audrey, you have 50 active customers. Well, it may not be realistic for you to make 50 phone calls this week on top of everything else. So you're going to take your 50 active customers and break it down into the next two weeks. So your model this week is going to be 152.25. And you're going to tee up a call to action, call to action, 
value-rich email and you'll send out to those 25 that might just be, I wanted to get back on your schedule and give you a call this week to talk to you about a new product line we have out that might be of interest to you given the work we've been doing together. I'm going to give you a call this week. Look forward to visiting with you. As always, here's my number if you want to give me a call. Boom, you hit send. Now, on top of whatever other work you have set for the week, you've now committed to 25 additional new calls to call your 25 customers, some of which you might be calling anyway this week, to talk to them about something new. And the next week you have your next 25. So three weeks out, it might be you go in your database and find you have um, 37 inactive customers. And when you do some research bought from you a year ago that haven't bought from you recently, so then that week it's going to be 152.37. Send them a message. Or maybe it's a new demographic. Lee has found, you know, 500 new leads and dumped them in the CRM system with your name. Well, you're not going to make 500 Thanks, calls Lee. this week. It'd be nice. <laughs> you can take those 500 and break them down into 50 and you can now have the next 10 weeks are going to be 152.50 where you create that. So you're always dripping leads into your database. You're always dripping leads into your sales funnels, they might say. And you're giving them a call to rich message. And the beauty is if you do a good email, some people might actually call us back. And the beauty is we all love to take a phone call or a video call. Now, how you've eliminated the cold call is now if I'm sending an email, let's say one of those names was Lee. It's not a cold call. When I call him up on the phone, whether I get him live or it doesn't matter. If he picks up the phone, I go, hey, Lee, this is Dr. Jeffrey McGee. Hey, I sent you an email on Monday talking about X, Y, Z. Did you get that? doesn't matter what he says. I'm now into the conversation. It's no longer a cold call. It's warmed up and teed up. Because if he says, yes, I got it, I can go, what are your thoughts? I got it. didn't read it. Not a problem. Here's what I sent you. I didn't get it. Well, I'll, let me verify your email in a minute. Here's what I, here's what I sent out to you. I wanted to visit with you about X, Y, and Z. So it gets us going because the number one killer to any business is we're not cultivating new clients because eventually you'll mm -hmm. run out of, in essence, the bandwidth with your existing clients. Mm -hmm. So 152, I have been using for in variations for decades and it has never let me down. So this is particularly important. Now you, we were talking about COVID before the show started. This is particularly important right now because you have you have car dealers that can't get enough inventory to put on a lot. RV dealers can't get enough inventory to put on a lot. Home contractors or whatever that are booked out the next year. You know anybody like that? Oh, I don't need to worry about new business. I don't need to worry about advertising or anything like that because I'm swamped. I couldn't possibly take on another customer. And then what happens? They finish all their projects and then. Tumbleweed. Nothing in the pipeline. Yeah. And again, I would remind everyone, go back to January 2020. What were your expectations for 2028? Mm -hmm. You know, at the beginning of, of 2020, everyone's expectations were for a great year because we just had three phenomenal growth years in, in on the planet, but it's definitely in North America and definitely in the United States. Three of the greatest growth year periods we've had in recorded history. So everyone was calibrated up of more of the same sort of element, whether they really had a written game plan or not. So if that was where everyone was in January 2020, I would, I would then challenge everyone to stop and reflect, go back and look at the date if you need to. Where was your business in basically May of 2020? Because most everyone was in stared, stark, disbelief, shocked, freaked out. Mm -hmm. And again, unless you were in a market space called essential, your businesses were in deep trouble. I mean, again, as subject matter experts, the three of us, we help businesses to be more successful, all three of us in our own way. What's interesting is that I tell people that if you're a subject matter expert, a trainer, coach, speaker, keynoter, consultant, if you were busy in January 2020, you should have been busy in May, June of 2020. Here's where I make people mad. If you were not busy in June of 2020, then you weren't legitimate in January 2020. Because if you had a way of helping someone at the beginning of the year, they desperately needed you in the middle of the year. In last year of 2020, in case our listeners are watching this you know, sometime way into the future, 
was one of the greatest years I've had in my business because not one of my clients canceled. They saw even more reason for me and they doubled down and said, we need more of Jeff McGee, more of Jeff McGee, more of Jeff McGee. People were coming out of the woodwork in the fall of 2020 after they all canceled their conventions in the beginning of the year, realizing, holy crap, we're not serving our members. And they all went to virtual. Well, I've been playing a virtual for 20 years. So it was nothing new for me. Yeah, you were yeah, used to I would add to that too. It's not, it's not just essential, but also e-commerce, you know, th- those two things. Yeah, during old, yeah, 2020. So, so just to wrap things up, it's jeffreymcgee.com, everybody. It's M-A-G-E-E and Professional Performance Magazine. And are you um, doing speaking, you know, engagements? Booking those for this year. What have you got going on as we wrap up here, Jeffrey? So, so I'm booked out into 2024 paid engagements. I'm booked two wow. and a half years out. So I'm very fortunate, as they say, I'm very blessed. So for this year, I have agricultural clients that I do my year-long leadership program with both live and virtually. Um, I have financial clients I do the same leadership and sales program with. I have manufacturing, electrical. So what I did 20 years ago was I did not go down the path of some people where I'm niched in one industry. And there's reasons you could do that. What I learned after 9-11 is a lot of people who are niched in one industry went bankrupt because a lot of those industries stopped. Same thing that happened in COVID. Some industries stopped. What I recognize is the two, I believe, most important disciplines an individual needs to be successful in business is leadership and revenue generation. Call it sales. So I've been doing that for you know 50 of my 57 years. So why leave what I know as a practitioner works both in theory, but more so as a practicum. And so I work in leadership and sales and I have clients across all spectrums and globally. I have clients in, in foreign countries I'm doing work with as well. You look great for 57, by the way. Thank you very much. I love that. You made my day. (laughs) But I appreciate the tangible tips for our audience. This has been fantastic stuff. And, you know, people need to get your book and start, you know, as we fire up the sales engines even further as we all get the vaccine, it's going to be like being shot out of a cannon. So these tips are great. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.